GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18+, plus. new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients and what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing a fighting cock for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy to use mobile app, available 24 hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. Hello and welcome to episode 19, season 10 of the Fighting Cop podcast. I'm joined on the line by Spooky. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Very good. This episode is brought to you, as all episodes will be for the rest of the season, by William Hill. And because of William Hill, we got the opportunity to speak to Gary Mabbott today, uh, which was... 
which was uh, a really lovely, lovely thing. Um, to, Spook, what, what, what do you remember about Gary, Gary Mabbitt? Um, Mr. Tottenham, the my Mr. Tottenham, I guess, because I was a bit too young for for Stevie Perryman, um, and obviously, I mean, Ledley King, King goes without say, but um, Mabbitt was just Mr. Dependable, Mr. Reliable, uh, you know, just someone that played with his heart. He made our defence better. You always felt a bit more confident with him in the team. I mean, there's a lot of shit that you have to play alongside with, but um, he's just a great, and I say it's like a cliche, but he's just a great servant for the club. And, and he's, he's, you know, the redemption around him as well, just from my personal viewpoint, because when we lost to Coventry in the Cup and he scored an OG, that's the first time I... 1987, right? Yeah, 1987, when we got so close on three on three fronts. Um, that side was great, wasn't it? It was amazing. What, still, well, pro, pro, up until the Poch team, probably my favourite Spurs side, because it was that's when I really kind of really got involved with Tottenham, you know, just obsessively involved in, in those late 80s. Um, so of all players, of all players to score an OG in a cup final, absolutely devastated for him and, and for, for all of us. And, and you know, he, to then win the Cup in 91, it felt like he kind of went full circle with that um, to kind of wipe out the memory. So it's just a really likeable bloke. You know, he didn't look like a footballer. He didn't sound like a footballer. I mean, to be honest with you, when you pound for pound compare the way they look back in the 80s and, and 90s, a completely different ball yeah, game yeah, in terms of yeah. what we think of a footballer now is completely different. But, um, yeah, you've got to love Gary Mabbott. Do you know what I mean? You, that's what you want from players. You want that kind of total commitment, almost die for the club. And it, he, felt like, it felt like the, the, his ilk sort of went away. Like him, Gary Pallister, Steve Bruce, mm. you know, the, the sort of diehard... Uh, centre backs, often centre backs, who become leaders of a football club. Um, you know, it, it does. It doesn't exist now. It doesn't exist in the modern game, and and and, and the modern game has changed. And I'm not sure it's any worse, or, or you know, th- things have improved. It just just things change, right? You accept, yeah, exactly. Except that they change and just carry on. Um, but Gary Mabbott was like, and, and I mentioned this in the interview, which is going to come in about 20, 30 minutes from now. You'll hear the interview, but. Gary, Gareth, um, Gary Mabbott, he, he he was always there. He's like the mainstay. He was like a dad. Mm, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that was in the house and was taking care of everybody um, uh, like an like a imperious captain. Mm. And I just felt like, uh, as a, like he, he made his debut in 82. Uh, I thought it was 83, but he educated me and said it was 82. Uh, I was born in 81. So as I became to understand Tottenham Hotspur as a thing that became yeah. really important. He was there. He was, a, he, he, he was leading. He, he led us for eight, uh, 12, 11 years. And, um, you know, it, it's just uh, as a young man looking at your football club and uh, as you fall in love with it, to have a leader like Gary Mubber at, at the helm just, just helped create an actual ideal about how you should behave in everyday life. And yeah. uh, and when we talked a bit about you know the the issue with John Fashion, you so if there are, I'd imagine some very young uh, English fans of, of Tottenham Hotspur out there, but American fans who perhaps don't don't really know what Gary Mavitt was about. Um, there was an incident towards the end of his career, somewhat towards the end of his career, where he was elbowed in the face by a forward from Wimbledon called John Fashion. You. And it ended up in him breaking his cheekbone and eye socket in five places. And to this day, Gareth Mabbott, Gary Mabbott doesn't feel half of his face. Um, it was a massive incident at the time. Do you, do you remember it, Spook? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do. This, unfortunately, there's quite a few Wimbledon-related in, incidents that, that I can recall. Uh, they, they, uh, they were horrible. That was, I mean, I, I get, like, you know, in terms of being... A limited football club in 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 that they can only pay so much to their players. Mm. The way they went about achieving success shouldn't be a, you know, like a placeholder for teams of, you know, Burnley have never achieved what Wimbledon did. 
Mm. But there there are similarities between the two. But it, well, it... you're right. Look, you could compare them to Stoke, but Stoke weren't going around like elbowing and and. You know, I remember Vinnie Jones lunging from a... From, I'm sure he was motionless, and he then took a run and lunged into Gary Stevens right in front of me in the East Stand. Uh, it was just... He didn't, he didn't even get a yellow card. I mean, it shows how much football has actually changed. It's a brutal foul. And the same with the Mabbott incident. It's it's intentional, I, I guess, is, is a, the polite way of, of, of putting it. Um, and rather uh, comparing it to say Stoke, who just plays football that didn't allow the 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 attractive footballing sides to kind of play football, they got into you, they got stuck into you in terms of of the way they hassled you around the pitch. You know, Wimbledon did a bit of that as well. They made it a bit uncomfortable, but a lot of it did rely on little cheeky digs here and there. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's, I didn't realise he was still suffering in terms of not being able to feel his uh, bits of his face from the from that incident. I mean, that's that's insane. I mean, imagine a player doing that today in today's I mean, game. I mean, he wouldn't get away with it, obviously. VAR. Well, having said that, he probably would get away with it. Can't well, fucking he, trust that shit anyway. Whenever you listen to uh, uh, John Fashion, you when he, the way he talks, I don't know if you saw uh, SAS. Uh, mm. When he was on it with Tony Bellew, no, I, did, I saw bits of it. He's, he, yeah, he's quite an elegant speaking person. It's so weird what? because he is elegant. He is, he yeah. is articulate. Yeah. When when you speak, yeah. when when you hear him speak, he is articulate. But he's also there were moments in that show where he where it became aggressive, and he, he just displayed a. It, it was almost, I don't know, I don't, like it's psychopathic. It was. It was. Wow. Weird. Okay. It, it was weird. Anyway, like, <laughs> we yeah, we do have an interview with Gary uh, Gary Mabbitt, so it's not you know the, you, you'll you'll be able to hear what he has to say about that incident uh, shortly. Anyway, last night uh, Spurs beat Ludogorets three one, and Gareth uh, Gareth Bell, sorry, uh, Harry Kane uh, scored his two hundredth goal for Tottenham Hotspur. Is, is Madness. It, what, like what? What is going on? Like we know that um, we know we know how good he is. And I spoke to my dad actually, previous uh, before we started recording. I spoke to my dad, and um, he and, and he is a like a massive fan of Jimmy Greaves. He he thinks Jimmy Greaves is the best footballer he's ever seen. And I asked him, "Is Harry Kane better than Jimmy Greaves?" And he said, "Yeah, reluctantly, wow. because he he looks back at this, you know, in a romantic way." But he says reluctantly. I, I think he is. He is better. Um, and and like, how lucky are we that we get to witness Harry yeah. Kane? What uh, our potentially? Well, not potentially. He's going to score another sixty goals for Spurs. You know, he he might score another thirty five this season. So if he scores he's getting there, isn't he? Yeah, within 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 eighteen twenty four months, he'll 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 be above him. Like what? Like it just. just like, do you appreciate Spook? Because you, you're, you're a lot older than I am. Yeah, a lot older. I mean, you're, you're like, what, how all right, old are you? All right, all right, calm no, down. no, you're <laughs> how old are you? Fifty, fifties, early. 50s? I'm, I'm, oh, no, I'm forty-seven, mate. Forty-seven years young. Early fifties. So you're like, what, what, <laughs> you've seen half a decade of football. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is like what your dad is saying kind of resonates a little bit because. I mean, you're talking football's generational and and it's quite hard sometimes to say this player from the 1960s or 70s is is better or, or, or not as good as this player from the modern times. Like yeah. It's not really comparable, it isn't. But at the same time, it, it can be just in terms of what that player gives to the team and what he does as an individual in terms of, of breaking records. And and I think we, we, we as much as I think we do appreciate him and love him, I think there's also an element of us taking it a little bit for granted that that he's the expect the benchmark he set the expectancies we have of the player. Um, we almost were comfortable. Well, we know what he's going to do. We know he's going to score, and maybe we need to take a step back and think. Hold on a minute. Really enjoy what he's doing. I mean, truly enjoy it because you will look back in ten, twenty, thirty years time. And, and then turn to your kids and say, or, or just turn to anyone and say, I I was following Tottenham 
when Harry yeah. Kane was at his peak. It does. It and does that, feel. It does feel like a spook where where your kids are going to grow up and they and, and and God willing they follow Spurs. They'll they'll say to you at some point, tell me about what Harry Kane was like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the age of Harry Kane, and because you're living in it, and 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 I guess there's there's a lot of there's a lot to consume and digest with football when you, you know, you, you, like I said, you do take things for granted a little bit and perhaps you don't step out yourself and think, hold on a minute. You know, he truly is a once in a lifetime. It's uh, unbelievable. Spook. It's unbelievable. And, he, that, and he's, a, he's accidental as well. He's an accidental miracle. He's a, he's a miracle. Like he's, <laughs> we're talking about a, a player who is the best striker in Europe right now. Like assists, goals, he plays for Tottenham Hotspur. He's been our uh, he's been our um, our, uh, our top goal scorer for the last six years. Madness. But it's not just that though. He's 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 on another plane. But we will in our lifetime, Spook, and I hope we both live on to to you know live to a hundred years old, where we get to see many generations of Spurs players. But we will never see someone as good as him. It's probably probably not. I mean, the odds on it happening again, considering, you know, your dad's comparing him to Jimmy Greaves. He's not. There's no other comparison, and that was back in the sixties and seventies. And we know what Greaves achieved for every club that he played for. It's absolutely phenomenal talent, and 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 probably undervalued and underrated when they talk about world stars. When they talk about Kempes and. Uh, Muller and all the, all these other players from from different generations. But he was better than all of them. He was better than all of them. He he was he was phenomenal. And and to then to then actually say that Kane is potentially as good or as good or better or whatever is is that's the moment where you you think fuck like we 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 truly are watching something special. We should we should we truly should appreciate what we've got. And probably the thing that we're hoping for is that this is the season that. You know, we get the monkey off our back and we win something, and then he consolidates his legacy more. Not that he has to. You know, Shearer never won a league title because he chose Newcastle over Man United. No, sorry, of course he won a league title with Blackburn. Yeah, he so did, I'm but yeah, but no, 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 Blackburn. There, I completely blanked but him out. In, in a way, <laughs> in, in a way, uh, though it is important, it doesn't. Uh, to, to aid your point, it doesn't matter because Shearer could have joined Man United and achieved. Like everything, everything. everything but yeah. would would he be remembered in the same way? I'm sure he would have done actually. But what what he did as a, as a when you look at Shearer, you don't think about him not winning league trophies. You look at him and think he was the greatest striker we've ever seen. Now this is, this is a really good point, right? A really really good point because for Tottenham, there seems to be we seem to exist in this bubble where we're not allowed to make that point because when I think of Shearer, I don't think about as you just saw. I just illustrated. I I, I fucking forgot he won the, the title with Blackburn. Doesn't matter. Yeah, because I think of him like everybody does. The, what he scored, but he scored the for Newcastle and Newcastle were inoffensive. You know, the Kevin Keegan club. They, they they're not. They don't offend he... anyone. They're not really hated. Whereas Tottenham. God forbid you say Kane is the best striker of all time because the response to that is, well, what's, what's he won? What's he won then? He hasn't won anything. Like, and and we don't really need to talk about that because I think that reaction proves that but, but, they mate, know deep down. They know mate, deep down what player he is. Van Nistelrooy you know? won more league titles than, than, um, uh, than, than uh, Shearer. Um, I think... Sutton, when when he played with Shearer up mm. front uh, at Blackburn, won the same amount of league titles. The reality is, is, is your standing in the game is not about what you win. Fabian Delph has more titles than Harry Kane. Does that make him more of a important yeah, player exactly. than Harry exactly. Kane? It doesn't make it. I think. Exactly. I hope. I hope. And and it's taken me to uh, thirty nine, nearly forty years old to to realize that winning isn't winning really. If, if you look at your your legacy and what, how people remember you. It's not about, it isn't about winning. It's about what you did for the club that you, you, you yeah. played for. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure that, that there are, Hopier has won more for Bayern Munich than Harry Kane has won for Tottenham. Hmm. 
is Hoybier going to be held up? Hopefully, he will be in 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 you know the annuals of his career. Is Hoybier at this stage going to be held up above Harry Kane? No, he ain't. Oh, no, I, yeah, so exactly. it's not I, about I winning. Saying. It's not about yeah. winning, Spook. It's about creating a legacy, and he can do it, and he has done it. Like bar none, like, I would have no issue. I really would have no issue if Harry Kane, at the end of his contract, said, "I just want to join Real Madrid to win a, a Champions League." If he hasn't done it with Spurs already. I wouldn't have any problem with that, but mm. the 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 the, um, the crux of 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 what he's achieved, what he's achieved as a professional footballer, wouldn't be that Champions League trophy at Real Madrid. It would be what he's done already. He's already carved. He's already um, Mount Rushmore. He's he's an he's a Mount, <laughs> he's a Mount Rushmore striker. In terms of Premier League history, you'd have Shearer. You might have actually Van Nistelrooy wouldn't be there. You'd have Shearer, Thierry Henry, maybe, Harry Kane, Wayne Rooney. Maybe. At the end of, end of his career, if he stays with spot, uh, Tottenham or he stays in the Premier League, then he will be the, the top goal scorer in, 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 in the British game. And, and I, feel like, I feel like it's important to him. And if he is that, then he is the first fucking mug carved on that fucking <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. You're not wrong, and that was that was really well put because you're you're right. I think his hunger and his drive, um, it, you know, he's got himself in that position, and I think it is important to him. And I think that's probably where he's fighting himself a little bit. In you know, what does he do here? Does he does he just go to a club to win something to say that he's won something? And I get why players want to do that, or does he stick it out with Spurs? And break all those records as as a Tottenham player, um, and and become a legend beyond doubt. I mean, he's already on his way to doing that, but to do something similar to what Shearer did, um, or does he just sell his soul to the devil and then go to a, a club abroad and just win it, win something the first season, and just to say he's won something? Yeah. But I'm selfish. You're selfish. We're, we're, we're Spurs fans. We want to see him stay and, and he, that's what why he's hungry this season for something to happen he really believes it you can see it in his form you can just see it in the way he talks after games the way he echoes Mourinho's sentiment you know they're all on the same page they, and they feel and I, and I think I, and I think we're on our way to doing that I genuinely do, Speak, do, you know, um, do you know more weird, than ever now a weird, weird it is that, that Gareth Bale is in our side and he's not the main man like it's it, nutty yeah, it is. When Gareth Bale scored, it was great. But Harry Kane went up to him as like a little pat on the back and like, let's get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've got so many big dogs in this squad. Yeah. And we've got so many... About pret- time. Yeah, about time. About time. It, 100% about time. We've got so many pretenders in this squad as well. We've got Reguilon. <laughs> we've, got, we've got Doherty. Hoybier, uh, he's has put his head above the parapet as mm. the main man. Not like... It's him... And it's Kane. That, that's what it feels like. Mm. I, I, even uh, like I, I think I, I hold in terms of leaders in the squad, in terms of potential captains, or or just he every, looks it, doesn't he? Above above Alderweireld, and and and, mm. and Alderweireld's a leader in his in his own right, and so is Eric Dyer. We've got a team of leaders, but that's important because that's what well that's what Tottenham have lacked in the past. Like we've always looked to one leader, the captain. And then, and then it's almost like, well, he's the, he's he's the captain, and that's it. Whereas what you want is you want new signings to come in and raise the level, raise that benchmark, get players to know that if if they're not if they're not playing to the same levels as the likes of Kane and Hobier, they're gonna they're gonna be showing up. We, everyone's gonna see that they're 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 not putting in the same amount of of application as those two players. So it raises the bar massively. But also, you, you you look at the way they lead. By example, yeah, Hoybier, the way he applauds players, and he, yes. he kind of what the fuck? It's 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 not a Tottenham thing to see stuff like that. But but it's something that we've had a lot in recent years. But now I think we've got an abundance um, of that type of energy, how, how, and, how, well, and 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 I guess it does come back down to Mourinho um, that he's he's engineering that side of uh, our character and our personality. Spook, as someone who's watched football for 60, bordering on 70 years, what um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of Hoybier? Because he, he is like, 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 every time he gets the ball, it drops to him. He's not losing it. 
And not no, only, no, he's, not he's only so, is he not losing it, he's, he's being progressive. Yeah, he's so efficient and good at what he's, he does. He does the job well, but he, he doesn't... It's not like a silent... Uh, like You know the way Scott Parker just... He, he, you kind of almost missed what he was doing in the middle. You know, it was he was quite underrated, but it wasn't spectacular and he wasn't ever above a certain... He was just consistent. Whereas this guy, you can just see... He's, there's an aura about him. It's similar to the way Kane has an aura. Son has an aura. These players, Toby, when he was at his best, and it, it just, it, you know, that kind of brings together this synergy throughout the team. If your midfield is doing its job and it's doing its job properly, and it isn't just reactive, it's proactive, then you know that you've got nucle- nucleus to, to work from. That you know if the midfield is doing its job, you're then free to move forward you're confident in defense you're free to move forward you're free to 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 create and, and to to kind of boss the, the the tempo maybe we don't do enough of that uh because of the whole passive issue that we sometimes have which i'm never i'm never quite sure if that's deliberate or not but yeah he is the linchpin the kingpin whatever you want to call him he's he's crowned himself the don in 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 the, in the center of the pitch and i fucking love to see it yeah, he has indeed. He has indeed. All right, we're now going to throw to uh, the wonderful interview we've done with Gary Mabbott. Hello and welcome to the show, Gary. How are you doing, mate? Thank you for coming on. Yes, I'm very well, thanks, Flab. Uh, obviously, it uh, be very strange times that we are in, but uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. We'll, we'll get through it and we'll come out smiling. And thank you to uh, William Hill for making this happen as well. I mentioned to a mate, actually, that I was, I was getting the opportunity to speak to you and he just responded with the, the line... Uh, when Gal goes up to lift the FA Cup, we'll be there. <laughs> Do you ever remember Spurs fans singing that? Yes, and uh, it, you know, it still goes on to this day. So occasionally when you know, something comes up on the screen, uh, the fans will still <laughs> give me a little rendition of the, uh, of the Cup final song. So, no, very nice. Well, I often do it when I'm running up the stairs at home. Because uh, <laughs> I, I remember, obviously, vividly, I'm, I'm, I'm 39. Uh, and your, your sort of career and time at Spurs, is, is, it sort of started, was it 83? Uh, 82. 82, you joined. I was born in 81. And right. as I grew older, you were just always just a mainstay. You were you, obviously the leader of the side and the captain of the side later on. And I, I, as I grew older and learned more about Spurs, you were always like our leader. And I spoke to my dad beforehand and he just said, like, I asked him about you and what he thought, because obviously he's, um, he'd been going a long time by that point. And he just said you were just a fantastic leader and, and, and like a bastion of the football club. And it's not common you get that. Um, uh, no, thank you very much. Much appreciated. No worries. I, I thought that uh, we, we'd extend this opportunity to the listeners of the podcast because they don't typically get the opportunity to, to ask questions to Tottenham legends. Um, but before you do that, I just want to talk about Harry Kane. Obviously, last night he broke or he hit 200 goals, which is insane. What, 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 what do you make of his ascendancy at Tottenham and what he's done so far? I've been lucky enough to see Harry come through the ranks and uh, you know grow, grow through that period of time whereby there was doubt about whether he would uh, make it through to the first team uh, as a regular first team player, go out on loan, come back, and uh, you know he grew in stature every time he came back, and you know that shows a lot about the character of Harry. He's got a great family behind him, and for me, uh, the way that he's playing at the moment, the goals he's scoring, uh, his assists uh, throughout the the games that we've had so far. Uh, his changing of roles, his leadership, his you know, maintaining the team at times whereby we need to stick together. You know, I think uh, you know, he's, he's been our sort of talisman for quite a lot of things that's happened. Uh, and certainly at the moment, um, seeing him, I think he's at the best I've seen him for a, you know, for a long, long time. And uh, long may that continue. And uh, I think Jimmy Greaves' record is, uh, is getting within sight. Yeah, for sure. I spoke to my dad again because he's favourite player. He always used to talk about how good Jimmy Greaves in and how he would just stroke the ball into the net. It was never about power and bluster. It was always precision and class with Greaves. And I asked him, I rang him up about an hour ago and I said, uh, is, is, is Harry Kane better than Jimmy Greaves? And he goes, I hate to say it, but I think he might be. I think he might go down as the best striker that Tottenham have ever had. And the fact that we're getting to witness it with our own eyes, it's incredible. It's really incredible. Um, what what what's uh, what what do you think he does from here though? Do you, he just keeps scoring and 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 will he? Do you think he stay at Tottenham? Is it, is this something you you have an opinion on or can answer? Well, of course you want uh, every top player. I always want to stay at the club. Uh, I know I hate seeing players go, but uh, you know the way that the game is. These things can happen. 
but I think Harry's got a passion about the club. Uh, certainly, um, what I think the intention that the club has shown over these last few months mm. in our our work during our transfer window, the players that we've brought in, the re-signing of Gareth Bale, I think has been has changed the dynamics in the dressing room, the belief within the players that the club's intentions to really actually to go and win trophies this season. So yes, all of those things put together, I believe will you know, be very much in Harry's mind and hopefully convincing him that this space he wants to be and this is a space where we can win things. Can we win the league this year, Gary? I believe any team has got an opportunity of seizing that chance this year. I think it's going to be similar to the Leicester season when they won the title, whereby no one's going to dominate it. Every team has got their vulnerabilities. If they can be exploited, then I feel that uh, any team can take that opportunity. Looking at our squad of players, when Gareth's fully fit, you know, Son, Bale, Kane, Lamora, Lamella, Lasada going well. forward. No so. one will defend against those players. And defensively, we brought in Sergio, I think he's a great player, Matt Doherty. But all those players, you know, obviously they're newcomers to the, to the squad. We've got Joe Roden in from Swansea as well. There's always work to be done. But we are certainly in with a great opportunity of putting in a sustained challenge at the title this year. Now, I'm saying that as a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be saying that. No, no. Be saying, look, basically, from the players' point of view, you know, the next game is the most important one, no matter whether it's in the League Cup, FA Cup, the Premier League. Every game you play builds character, it builds consistency, and it builds confidence. So every single game is the, next, is the most important. If you're trying to talk about things that go, could happen in you know, eight months, ten months' time, nonsense. That's not in a player's mentality when you go out on the field of play and when you're training. So it's always about the next game. As a fan, wow, yes, I think that pieces are starting to fall into place and it could be a very exciting season. I want to throw to some of the questions that we got sent in. Um, Barry Musi says, as a diabetic myself, it'd be interesting to hear how Gary has balanced his illness with being a top-level sportsman. Um, did your match preparation differ from any other professionals? You know, how was that for you? Because you were quite young, like 17, is that correct? Yes, I was diagnosed 42 years ago. I was at Bristol Rovers and then joined Spurs when I was 20. Uh, during my career, I was having four injections every single day and 10 blood tests every day. Uh, so yes, uh, my pre-match and my uh, in the dressing room was very different. Uh, I didn't see any other players giving themselves injections and things uh, half-time and when I had to on occasions. So yes, I mean, my whole career from that time, I was told when I was diagnosed that I wouldn't be able to continue my career. Um, but I managed to persuade one doctor to, to be on my side and to back yeah. me. And hence, uh, I was lucky enough to go and have the career that I did. And yes, it, obviously it was very different. I had to do everything very differently. My whole diet, uh, my way, way of living, everything had to be changed um, to give me the chance of being a top player. And uh, yes, uh, there may be things I missed out on, but obviously things I gained because of it. And you know, I was lucky enough, I played my last game for Spurs coming up 37 years of age. So yeah, for me, um, you know, I had the most wonderful career at the club. I was lucky enough to play there for you know, 16 years, I was captain for 11 years, had a fantastic time there. And uh, as I say, when I look back over my career, my relationship with the, the club, with the supporters, uh, you know, it, it was an immense time for me. Um, so yes, uh, yes, I had the diabetes, I had to deal with different issues, uh, but I was over to fortunately, um, you know, get through despite having to do those things all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine how, how difficult it must have been and how worrying at the time of diagnosis where you think you're at start of what you, you didn't, I guess you didn't even realise how successful your career would end up being, but that must have been very difficult as a, as a kid with aspirations of being a pro footballer to, to contend with that news and not only that, you know, work through it and still become a player at the level that you played at. And we've got a question from Matthew Borum said, was, was the club sophisticated, was football sophisticated enough to understand diet and sports science back in the 80s and 90s? Or was it up to you to, 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 to manage that, that the, your, your condition? Well, no, I mean, my condition was up to me, basically. Um, the club had to have all special things in the, uh, in the boxes on the side of the pitch with the trainer and things, just in case things went wrong for me on the field. Mm. Um, but you know that didn't happen during my career but it all had to be there in place just in case so yes there were special things that had to be done uh, but uh, as I say it was it, it was coped with and uh, you know 
whenever we won a game, the team would go out to celebrate. Uh, I'd always go with the team as captain. I'd make sure that I was there with them. I never drank alcohol when we went out. Um, but I'd always have to leave them by about midnight to get home for my bedtime injection. But I'd always be there as part of the team, mm. but, but obviously not uh, uh, getting involved in uh, some of the antics that may have been going on. Um, <laughs> no, overall, I think we were trailblazers. When I joined in 82, we mm. already had psychologists to travel with us on the coach. Uh, we had people that, you know, to, they're to counselling for players. Uh, so no, everything was being put in place as far as, um, you know, even when I joined Spurs in 82. Of course, things have changed a great deal since then. But even then, there were a lot of things that were being put in place uh, to give the players the best opportunities of producing their best performances. Uh, Mark Eady says, um, he says, you're a legend, you'll always be our captain. But he wanted to know if it was okay to ask about John Fashionew and the incident and, and, you know, whether you, how do you feel looking back on the incident now? Or, or are you philosophical about it or, or do you hold any resentment? How do you feel about it? Well, the actual incident itself uh, is something you should never see on the on the football field. Uh, you know, I made the statement at the time as best I could. I just said that you know, Fashley was playing without due care and attention to you know to his opponents. Yeah. Um, you never, if I in my whole career, I never ever once went out to kick or to hurt or to elbow an opponent. If I had gone in to do that on purpose and broken somebody's leg and finished their career, I could never have forgiven myself. Mm. So yes, I was very hard. I was very tough. Uh, but you can be hard and tough. You look at my stats, I probably won more challenges and tackles than most others at the time. Mm. Um, but no, uh, people that go around doing things like that, uh, in my opinion, unacceptable. Wimbledon um, you know, had a bit of a, a thing about coming to play Tottenham and wanting to show themselves as being uh, you know, what they were. Um, and you know, they built a, a strong side, to be fair to them, that managed to maintain performances and to win the FA Cup. Uh, but they crossed, there's a line that you can't cross in football and uh, they did cross that line far too many times. What? So me, um, you know, it's something that's happened. Yeah. It's a, it a disgraceful challenge. You know, I had, my eye socket was smashed in five places, my cheekbone in four places, a little fracture to my skull. Uh, so um, I had about what, three, four operations to put it all right. I've still got no feeling in that side of my face. So this whole side of my face is, I have an injection at the dentist. But it changed sides of my bed with my wife so I could feel her kissing me. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I had no idea about that. I didn't know. I didn't know that the, the, there was lasting damage. I know. I remember it. Can you imagine as a kid um, looking at that and being terrified and not, not understanding what was going on? Because that, for me, wasn't football. And what wasn't football I knew. I know bad challenges and broken legs happen and people make mistakes and mistime challenges and they result in, in, in bad injuries. But that looked so bad and that image obviously the, the image that was circulated around um or, or it was, i think it made the front of the paper if i remember rightly it it, it was it was so shocking and uh, yeah well, as i said before it shouldn't have happened uh mm. nothing you like to see in football um and as i said it uh it wasn't a nice time in my career but uh yeah unfortunately it's happened and uh yeah, one thing i've been lucky enough in my career no matter what's happened is that I've always taken every single setback as a stepping stone to move forward. Yeah. Whether it be an injury, whether it be a defeat, whether it be you know, lo losing matches, cup finals, whatever. Uh, I've never dwelled on it and uh, let it sort of uh, concern me or worry me too much. So uh, that's always been a bonus for me. Obviously, Harry Kane and Greaves always get spoken about as our best strikers, don't they? But in 1987-88 season... Uh, Clive Allen scored 49 goals in one season. Now, that's more than Harry Kane and Greaves have ever, ever managed. Uh, just that, that was an incredible season. Obviously, uh, it ended with the FA Cup final, which was bittersweet for you because you scored and obviously they had the deflected goal and stuff. But, but um, just, just how good was that Clive Allen that season? Was it just like just give him the ball when he's going to score? How did he get to 49? It's crazy. Well, I think if you talk to Clive, I think, uh, you know, that team, that season, we were just creating so many chances. Um, you know, we had one of the best squads we assembled during my time at Spurs. We were the almost but not quite team. We mm. came second or third in the league, semi-final of the League Cup, final of the FA Cup. Uh, you know, Ray Clements in goal. We started with Danny Thomas at right back, Chris Hewton at left back, myself and Richard Goff, my best defensive partner throughout my time at the club. We used to play out from the back to a five-man midfield of Glenn Hoddle, Ozzy Ardiles, Chris Waddle, Paul Allen and uh, Steve Hodge. Uh, Clive Allen up front. 
and we just created so many opportunities and Clive was just taking them. Uh, that record, I think, will never be beaten. It was an amazing season. We created so many chances, a one man up on his own striker, with the players behind him creating things. We had a solid defensive unit and uh, it was a great season. It was just a shame we couldn't have maintained that squad for another couple of seasons. Yeah, indeed. All right, I'm conscious that we, we're, we're close to running over 10 minutes, so I just, I've got a final question now. I'm putting you on the spot here. It's from, it's from uh, one of our house writers, Ewan Flynn, and he's asking, does Gary remember my mum telling him how much better looking he was in real life than, he was, than, than in the Panini sticker, and then asking him to sign a cricket bat at Brookfield Park circa 1990? <laughs> Do you remember? That? No, I remember. Yes, I remember signing a cricket bat, and uh, <laughs> I remember she, she was a very, uh, very, very attractive lady who came up and made some very nice comments about me. Uh, but, uh, but no, uh, yeah, obviously, I've been very lucky in my career. I've um, yeah been able to go out and uh, you know, generally still when I go out to places, there's a lot of people who are Spurs fans, football fans, and you know generally I get a good reception from people. So no, that that was very kind of her. Okay. Um, Gary, I, I just I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us. I don't want to keep it because I appreciate you've done a number of these interviews and you've been an absolute legend. Uh, thank you for everything you've done for Spurs. And, and, and like I said, growing, growing up watching you play, it was like you were an example of what a footballer uh, should be. Uh, a great example to us and, 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 uh, and you know, wonderful, a wonderful captain. And it was just like when you, when you mentioned about challenges that you made and how you went into uh, to the ball, I used to remember vividly the way you used to leap for headers and bring your head back and push, push it forward. And it, it would just, it's clear the defence. It was, it was a wonderful thing to see. So <laughs> thank you so much, Gary. And I hope you have a lovely day. And uh, hopefully in the future, we get to do this again. Same to you. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a fantastic listen, Spook. Uh, the great opportunity to just speak to a Tottenham legend in, in Gary Mabbott. And uh, yeah. You know, it's just it's, legend. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, just a fantastic opportunity for us. Um, but we, we, do, we do move on. And there are many questions that the, the Fighting Cock listeners have put forward to us. And um, another one for Harry Kane. This is from Mo, a Hotspur 67. He says, at what, at what point did you realise that Harry Kane was a special player? Was it Chelsea at home? Or was it the goal against Arsenal? Or was it the the time where he, you know, stripped his his mask off and just ran into the crowd? When when did you think that Harry Kane was a special player? Wow! I mean, all those all those incidents really resonate. I mean, the the double when we came back from one nil down at White Hart Lane and he scored two two of his head. I think it was two of his head. He scored the winner with his head. Um, that you the whose name is Harry Kane game I think what, yeah, the, what the pirate one. bully yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> um, that that was that was special because he, he going into that game I guess a lot of people were still I mean we knew what we had but I think people outside of Tottenham were like well he's just a player on form it happens all the time and then they disappear um, but but the Chelsea game is, is interesting because. When he the the two goals he scored he, he scored twice yeah if I remember correctly yeah he, he scored <coughs> one at the, at the back stick where he sort of bundled it in yeah yeah but it was the other one where he just made it out of nowhere and I always found that goal to be underrated because he literally just cut in beat a few players lined up the shot scored and I, I just for me it blew my fucking mind because it was it's like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do anything I want at this mm. point I'm gonna just do absolutely anything I want. Um, He's never lost momentum, you know. All, all those games that you mentioned, they're almost iconic moments in terms of his career progression and and the way that he can score any type of goal from anywhere at any point, you know, with the type of skill um, and technicality that perhaps you never saw back in the day uh, when he was, you know, played in the Europa League um, or struggling on loan to, to, to other clubs. Um, just so many man from from the two hundred that he's he's notched away. There's just so many memories. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's been um, it's been you know, you can't even describe it really. It's been it's amazing as we've been talking about. Do you reckon he he'll beat Shearer's record? Because it, no no one ever thought it was possible. You know, starting to think it it might be. Says Coys on uh, on Twitter. It, it, yes, if he. 
I guess he's got to stay in England, which which means he has to stay at Tottenham because the alternative isn't something I'm going to be that comfortable with. Um, I don't know whether he wants to play abroad. I don't know whether it's ever been something that he's hinted towards. Um, there's easy options for him if if he wants instant success. We all know where he's going to end up if he decides to, to walk. Uh, but if he stays at Tottenham, yeah, I want to see him get there, and he probably will, based on based on the fact that he's he just never stops scoring. The only thing that's going to always be a question mark for any given player is the the whole injury thing and how many games he might miss per season. Um, it's really really funny when you look at people that win the Golden Boot when when Kane's missed half the season and they've, they've scored maybe three or four more than him. And it's like what? He's fucking missed 15, 20 games, and that's all you've got. Yeah, your strikers have only got a handful of goals more than Harry Kane. He's not even fucking played for the entire season. It's just incredible, and and I do hope he gets there. Yeah, me too. So uh, yeah, yeah, fuck it, he's gonna get there for us. <laughs> let's uh, let's look ahead to the West Brom game. Uh, obviously, uh, West uh, William William Hill providing many many many, many decent odds. Uh, to to get involved with, and um, obviously go on then. What they well, got? Well, he, well, I mean, I mean, some some information that um, William Mill put across Sunday's uh, Premier League game against West Brom presents Mourinho with an opportunity to get points on the board ahead of a tough run of fixtures against Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Is there any issue that that we've had a on on paper easy running? so far mm. do you do you have any issue with the fact that perhaps we'll get shown up against man city at chelsea oh Arsenal god i mean it's it, you you're always fearing that because one thing that's happened this season is that teams have got spankings you know and we haven't been dished one yet um it might well happen i think the lesson to be learned if it does just put it down to this season being a bit nutty because Liverpool getting beaten 7-2 by Aston Villa just seems like a, a complete fluke, even though it wasn't. And you've got to give credit to, to Villa. Um, it's a tough fixture list, but this is these are games that Mourinho thrives in. You know, Arsenal, I don't think I've ever beaten him. No, um, they've got two points. Know, the, two points yeah. from I mean, Liverpool Liverpool are beginning to pick up a little bit of form. You know, in the final third, they're looking really sharp. City, you don't quite know what they're doing, but they're always going to be quality. I think these are the games that you want you, you want to experience these right are the, now. The, but these are the games that, that, that Mourinho will be walking into going, right, this is this is where I belong. This is what I want to do. This yeah, is, yeah. This yeah. is how I continue to prove that I am the man. And, and, exactly. and I feel like he feels undervalued. And it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous after 25 games that he feels undervalued. And, and, and William Hill have, have brought this talking point to us and saying, actually, you've done well so far, but you have some massive games coming up. And this is where Jose Mourinho goes again, and he shouldn't have to do this, after winning 25 trophies or 25 t- titles, he shouldn't have to prove his worth, but he... He feels, it seems, he feels like he, he, that he has to over and over mm. again. Mm. And, 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 you know, last season when we played Man City at, at, at White Hart Lane, we beat them. When we played Arsenal at White Hart Lane, we beat them. When yeah. we played Liverpool, we should have got a result out of that, even, yeah. even if it was yeah. just a draw. We should have got something from it. Yeah. So he knows how to do it against the best teams. He's no, exactly. an elite manager. And the, the potential advantage that we have if we do get results out of this game is that we've, we're playing them all in one kind of run. Do you know what I mean? The momentum out of that would be utterly incredible if we got results. Well, if we come out of that and we're anywhere near the top, then you, you've got to start thinking about the, yeah, the Spurs title. as a title contender. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, you know... It, you, you might have you, you you might get a couple of draws out of it, and it might feel disappointing, you know, when looking at the, the the form guide just based on the numbers. But then when you look at the opponents, what do we usually do against them, season in, season out? Um, it's it just comes back to momentum. Do you know what I mean? I, mean, I know what William Hill are trying to say. With on paper, it looks daunting. On paper, it looks like we could get fucked over. 
showing up whatever else but like you said Mourinho thrives on this this is this is where he does prove his worth this is where we need to see him prove his worth we're paying him a lot of money this is the reason he's come in to give us something more than the plan A that we had we under Poch and under most other managers he gives the edge by adapting to the opponent so every opponent will, will get a different version of Tottenham because it's a different version of Jose Mourinho's thinking so it's fascinating from my perspective from look William Hill from the betting perspective because the amount of scenarios you could put out there might have to play the accumulator to be fair Um, from our perspective we want to see our our players really rise up to the occasion and from from Mourinho's it's a case of sticking his finger up again to the media if he gets through those games and Tottenham are sitting top because after that who we got I don't even tell me, but who we got? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we've got we've got we've got a potential potential push, and then I know I'm getting ahead of myself. Then that's <laughs> the that that is the actual test when Spurs are in a position to actually say they're not chasing it, putting the pressure on second or third place if they are top and they're protecting the lead, and the onus is on them now to go on to win it. That that type of pressure, I think, is. Um, it's going to be brand new. Well, the, the, for everyone, the club and us, it's going to be a brand new feeling. So we go into this away game against West Brom, uh, yeah, on the back of three away victories, and, and and the last time we've done that in our first three opening games was 1949 to 1950 <sighs> season. That's crazy. Uh, bearing in mind, Arthur Rowe won the league a, a year later. Um, mm. You know, this this is like winning away games. I know everything's a bit mad right now, but winning away games is really, really important. And to win them in the way that we did, bearing in mind, if, if you know, we're recording this on a Friday afternoon, um, Southampton, if they win tonight, they could go joint top of the league. Mm. We smashed Southampton 5 2 this mm. season. I know. I don't even know how they got up there. They've gone on a little stealth mission, but good luck to, good luck to them. <laughs> yeah, good luck to them. But, yeah. you know, look... But we did smash them, yeah. <laughs> we, we absolutely do. Ha- we did hand, handle, ha- hand them their ass. So, you know, we, we, it, it just feels like, you know, winning games without playing really well. I know it's a, like a horrible cliche, but winning games and when you don't play well is... is is, is, is essentially the fabric of a title winning side. Yeah. You need that. You need that in you. You need to dig deep. You need to get lucky. You, you need to make your own luck, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's just a culture of hating to lose, really hating to lose. And, and perhaps occasionally, even if it's ugly, um, doing everything you can do to win, even if it kind of goes against your... your Philosophy. I mean, if you're doing it every week, then we, you might have a problem. I mean, I'll, I'll have a problem with that type of football. But every now and again, uh, you you can take it because it is it is needed. You know, you need to play good football. You need yeah. to play. You need to play ugly football too to get to get those results. So, speak. Are you ready for some odds? Go on then. Fire them Forty-six percent of Premier League meetings between Tottenham and West Brom have ended up in draws. So if oh, you think we're in, okay. if, if that's you think, not, that's not great. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's the way things go. Um, if you fancy Spurs and West Brom for a draw again, it's ten to three with William Hill. Although a draw would uh, be seen as drop, drop points for Spurs, and given Slav and Bilic's their their winless streak, they've been terrible this season, haven't they? They, mm. they lost to QPR the other day. Uh, not QPR. What I'm saying, Fulham. The other day, I think, yeah, they did as well. They shipped I, I 18 think... goals, 18 goals they've shipped this season already. You see, now you're, you're making me a little bit arrogant and cocky because as you were reading out, reading out those odds, I was thinking, I'm, I, I'm not going to put any money down on, on, on a draw, I don't care about the 46%, mainly because, like the other away games, like every game this season, there's no home supporters, and, and I think that's helped them in the past. You know, we every time it's like West Brom away, what is the, the running joke amongst us, amongst all Spurs supporters? Oh, here we go. It's gonna be, it's, we're going to either lose or draw. Yeah, because West Brom always do something. They always they always make it tricky, difficult. We don't help ourselves. 
Um, and listen, I, I'm not saying I want to, I, I want the season to play out with no with no crowds because we're missing out on a potentially defining year a season, um, and, and we want to see Bale and Kane in the flesh. But in terms of this game in isolation, I stick money on us winning uh, mm. because. Again, West Brom have been awful. Well, they've they've shipped they've shipped they eighteen goals, eighteen yeah. goals, uh, eighteen goals this season. They've shipped. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. Yeah, and they've failed to score in five games, and and obviously they face Tottenham as the highest scoring uh, team in in the entire league, which is mad. Five nil, five nil Spurs. It well, it, well, I don't have odds on five nil. I've got odds on three nil. <laughs> Spurs. What are, the, uh, what are the odds on that? Well, Spurs are available at ten to one, three nil. And four nil, they're available at twenty to one. Right, I'm taking that. I'm taking that one. <laughs> okay, I'm taking that one for sure. Four nil. Uh, keep an eye out on all enhanced prices on Sunday's game via William Hill's website. And uh, please remember, obviously, to gamble responsibly. It should be just a bit of fun. Uh, visit BeGambleAware.org for advice and support. Right, Spook. Uh, before we end, I want to yeah. ask you a single question. Go on. What are your thoughts on Pochettino potentially joining United? <clears throat> I don't want right. it. I, I just don't want it to happen. Yeah, it, 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 it's funny. I mean, you don't want it to happen. I, I, I feel the same. But it, weirdly, I, 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 I would kind of oh, I don't know mate I was going to say that weirdly would you I, want him I'd to fail okay with it no this is the problem you know you don't want him to fail you want Man United to fail they've had they've, they've had their bit they've had 25 years of bossing it and trophies all over the place let them suffer a little bit let them go through a little bit of a uh, a kind of drought again a fallow know? a fallow year yeah why not why I, not? it I, makes you a better supporter speak, as well I, to... I, I think that he's I, I think he's waiting on PSG because it just makes sense like he, he's, he's been in a high pressure uh, scenario with Spurs that we you know mm. he just failed he failed to get us over the line Manchester yeah. United the expectation the goldfish bowl is the same with, with, with yeah. PSG with the funding they have he will be able to pick up trophies at Canter because he's that good. He's that good a manager. If he, if you remove all of the bollocks that that surrounds Tottenham and surrounds yeah. Manchester United, if he just goes to PSG as their former captain, then this is that's a great opportunity for him. Like, do that, Poch. Do not, please, for the love of fucking God. Join Manchester United for Christ's sake. It, it, it is. It, you are right with that because uh, he was on Monday Night Football and he was he was as diplomatic and. I couldn't and watch as, that, by the way. Oh no, I, I did. I wanted to watch it because because of him, and it's just good to hear him talk again. He seemed very relaxed, very chilled. He's got his curvy long hair. He's put a bit of pudding on. He's just enjoying the the lockdown. I guess he's just enjoying life outside of football. But you're right. He didn't look eager, snappy, zestful in terms of I'm going to make it sort of subtle here that I want to I want to get back in into the Premier League. He's, he's again <coughs> didn't seem like that, his answers. Hey, it didn't seem like that. No, I I just think he, he seemed chilled. Like like you said, the PSG thing makes sense because it's uh, no disrespect. It's a bit of a farmers league, right? You should be winning the title with PSG in France. Okay, yeah, with that, with that so funding, he, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we've so got Mbappe get... and and Neymar. Oh my god, yeah, easily. So it, it, the the title probably won't even be a priority for him. He'll try and make his mark on the on the Champions League, and then that will shut everyone up. Like, what has Posh ever done? Well, this is what I've done, mate. Oh, but it's PSG. Yeah, but it, so what? It, I've, have PSG ever won anything before in Europe? No, so he needs, like, he needs that win, doesn't he? He needs yeah, that win. Yeah, he need, he just needs to, he needs that, and then <coughs> he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He could he could probably just come back to us at that point. Would you uh, take him? Not, could you see a world in in the future where he? he yeah, becomes... I think so. I, even even if it didn't end well with him and Levy, I think I think Levy is the type of person. Amazingly, I can't believe I'm saying this. That does have a kind of sentimental connection to what we achieved as, I know people hate that word achieved, but what we did under Poch, where, where he got us, how close he got us and yeah. and how he changed the culture of the footballing side of the club in such a big way. I think that would be a way back into yeah. him. But, but 
football managers they can have long careers um going to united is such a massive risk because if he if how long is he going to get given you know like there was someone put up the stats of Oli Oli uh first 50 games or something something like that and he compared it to other managers and it wasn't that much of a difference i think it might have even been compared with Klopp I mean, Klopp's was a lot more positive but you almost sometimes think how long have these people got to react? These they're not long. They're no longer football managers of a, of a Premier League side, of a, of a Division One side. It's it's a global brand. You need to win. You need to be competitive all the time. And you're right, Spurs. There wasn't that pressure. He built up to it. At United, it's instant. Get in there. You've got to be. To, you've got to be top four, and you've got to be the following season in in with, with a title. And maybe with the money they've got, he can do that. Maybe he's confident enough to do that, but you're right. PSG's such an easier uh, job to settle back into. <laughs> Are we selling then, it uh, because that's what we want? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, man, go to fucking PSG. Yeah, just go there. I was gonna, I was actually gonna say I'm all right with him going to United because I just want, I just, I want him to be happy, and if that's what's gonna make him happy, good luck to him. I want, um, I want him to be happy, but I also like don't want it to impact us in a negative way, and I feel like. Well, I, Pro- well, he probably will. Yeah, no, I'm no, talking about the bollocks. Hundred percent will. One hundred percent will. Uh, like he's, he's, he just comes across as a good guy. So just be a good guy, Poch, and like never a manage manager team in the UK. Just go to PSV, PSG. Uh, there's there's ample opportunity, no pressure. You've got all of the credentials inside your abilities as a manager. Your your credentials as a manager is un questionable so just mm. please fuck off out of our, <laughs> out of our country <laughs> and go and manage psg because you're they they're you're a hero over there um and obviously because the fact that like, the man united fans are just clamoring for him but they, yeah. they, they have no right That's over him right. they have no right over him no they, no they, they, psg you've built a legacy there continue to build that you've you've created a monolithical uh, uh, stature at, at Tottenham, Poch. You can build that in the, in the future. Go to PSG. Go to Newell's Old Boys. Go to Espanyol. Go to fucking Real Madrid. Whatever it is, do what you need to do. Just do not go to Manchester United. Is all I say. Uh, Speak. I want to say thank you so much, mate. For that's all right. For joining us, and um, we'll, we'll we'll be back on on Monday. Uh, thank you, everyone, for downloading. And uh, yeah, this has been a, a podcast that's sponsored by William Hill. I want to thank those guys over there. Uh, you're about to hear a message about um, gambling responsibly, which is massively important. So please do stay on past the outro to listen to that message. All the best, Spook. See you later, man. ta da. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. 
Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.